0: good morning everyone and thank you for joining me for this monday edition of the richard listens podcast i am richard listens clinical psychologist richard olberger phd aka richard listens on the heels of my release of my new book the zero method awaken the hero within thank you all for your support and outpouring of congratulations i'm so thankful to share everything that we do here on the show with you because without my friends my community my work means little to nothing without further ado my guest today is etel light she is a phd candidate author speaker self-esteem mentor media personality and she runs sunshine.com as well she's a transformational empowerment leader family addiction advocate and human communications researcher also a professor at sophia university And Etel is a media person who has widely been sought out as a speaker at conferences, workshops, and events worldwide. Previously, Etel has served as a commander in the Israeli intelligence. She received her BA in languages from the Hebrew University in Jerusalem and her master's in leadership and education from Pepperdine University, Malibu and she is currently pursuing her PhD in transformational psychology. Her appearances on television include NBC, Brian Williams Evening News, KTL Morning Show, Fox 11 News, WeTV, Growing Up Hip Hop, Style Channel, Tia and Tamara, and more. Her transparent therapy style, sincere compassion, and direct approach, and raw talent for inspiring those in need of clarity make Etel an empowered leader. She's the author of three books, one of them, is a five book series catered to different styles of families single parent and gay parents and her third and best-selling books unaddicted to you loving yourself through the darkness is featured at barnes and noble without further ado i am proud to welcome etel light okay welcome etel thank you for being here today
1: thank you for having me richard i was waiting for and i'm really excited finally (laughs) Thank
0: you. So, I mean, you know, we read your bio and I don't know which is more impressive that you were commander in the (laughs) intelligence forces or your five books. Thank you. <laughs> I guess at some point, what, what did you learn about business in the intelligence forces? Quite yeah. You know,
1: it depends. It depends who, who wants to hear it. So some people want to hear, Oh, she was a commander in the Israeli intelligence. And that opens a whole door. And some people are really, you know, about my books that I wrote, but you know, It's really what forms us to be who we are today. know, I can't take one and say, this is only me or this is that me. And when I was in the Israeli intelligence, I wouldn't even think that I would be one day sitting here with Richard talking about, you know, my books. Right. But that's what, you know, shaped me and formed me to be what I am today. And it wasn't easy. So, you know, people think, oh, you know, she got it. she It really wasn't easy. Uh, We are in the process, and I'm sure our listeners, whoever they are, they went through a process. When you're in it, there's so many challenges and obstacles, and you don't even know how you, you know, how you're going to get to the other side. But just trust the moment, trust the moment. And instead of, like, focusing on the future, what's going to happen in the future, just focusing on the moment. And give yourself like little, you know, timeline instead of like, oh my God, that's what's going to happen. So here we are. I don't know how, how I did it. I have no idea. Also, it was many years ago, but, you know, it was one day at a time, one thing at a time. That was, you know, the first thing that I learned, one woman at a time instead of the entire three years. Yeah. And it,
0: it really important the what you're saying, especially now we're at this two-year landmark, You know, everyone's looking for this sign of like, you know, is COVID over? Can I begin my life again? You know, what happened to the goals I had previously, you know, and it seems like your five books, there's an evolution, very different uh, topics. Um, You know, you work with children, you work with families, you're sensitive to what they go through and now delving into like toxic patterns and relationships, you know, maybe talk about that evolution. Yeah
1: right and thank you for kind of like bringing it up i'm I'm just a butterfly i know i really allow myself to to grow and i think this is really important i remember when i first i I started as a teacher so um after you know the israeli you know a commander in the israeli intelligence i came out to the world i started to do my bachelor and the amazing thing is if you would teach Arabic, which was my uh, expertise, you would get a stipend from the government. And I thought, I will teach Hebrew because I need my stipend as a student. And that's what I did. And I remember speaking with my mom, am I going to be a teacher now for a lifetime? And she said, and I will never forget it. She said, the moment that you will get bored, just don't do it. And that's my life. I was never bored for what I do ever. And when I feel that something is kind of like ease, maybe, I don't know, call it a challenge, I change it. So as I just said, I started as an Arabic teacher, just, at, you know, in high school. And I came here, you know, when I was 22 with one suitcase, literally one suitcase and three and a half dollars a minute. Uh, that's what cost to call my home. So, I didn't even talk to my home that often. Its rent was seven hundred dollars, and one minute phone call was three and a half dollars. One suitcase I taught Hebrew here. I thought I'm gonna come for one year because I got this beautiful offer. And here we go. You know, a few years later, I'm still here. I taught at universities. I developed Hebrew programs. And then I began pregnant with my daughter. And I thought, okay, what's now? Um, I knew that I want to be a year with her. And I delve into early education. Education and leadership was always something that I loved. I also, when I came I, did, I just, you know, I didn't allow myself to just sit and I did my master's at the Purdue University in leadership and education. Did so your daughter became, come with you
0: this class?
1: She did not come to me class. It was way, way before I was even pregnant. That was, I was 23. And I decided to um, uh, to do my master's. Then I, when I became pregnant, uh, 10 years later, uh, yeah, she came with me to class. Actually, you know, my last name is uh, Light. And my students used to call her Pepsi. So I had Pepsi light. <laughs> <laughs> and then my son, we call it during the pregnancy bud because it was bud light, but side story. <laughs> but this is the Yeah, thing. your you last know, name
0: can be used in a lot of fashions. Yes.
1: Right. Light, the light. And, and this is, you know, my point. We are evolving. You know, we are being, who are like breathing, who are creating. And if we really allow ourselves to go with this creativity, I mean, there's so many beautiful things. And what holds a lot of people is perfectionism. Now, if you heard about the three Ps, did you hear about the three Ps, Richard? I love them. And I've been there, you know, I'm a type A A perfectionist. They taught me to be perfect, you know, as a child in in, uh, the Israeli intelligence. So perfectionism, when we want to do something really perfect, usually what it happens, it causes procrastinating into parallelism and i see it a lot with my clients my clients that i work on coaching and my clients as parents you know the need to do something perfect and if not i'm just going to wait a little bit procrastinate it, and then literally i'm going to be paralyzed and that's what holds a lot of people including myself i've been there like it needs to be perfect perfect is an illusion perfect is self-judgment perfect allows me to judge myself and then, Hey, I'm going to judge others because if I can judge myself, I'm going to, I'm going to stay here and judge everybody else. They're not perfect, but you know, it just really things that kind of like holds us. Yes. I wish sometimes that things would be perfect and, uh, but it's okay. It's okay. And just to continue to do what your heart is bringing you. And I'm going to go there, but I think that you wanted to say something. I saw that or always,
0: always. Yes. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I love you that. You study, you study, this is the problem. You study nonverbal communication. I yeah. <laughs> advantage. Yeah. I'm glad you, I thought that procrastination would be in there and I just wanted to highlight, you know, the, the tie overs between the military and the training and the need to be perfect in certain scenarios. And then, mm-hmm. Like, on the one hand, that is just, it's remarkability and it's excellence. And having to learn that at a young age, I just, you know, have gratitude for for you and anyone else who served. The U.S. military and NASA are actually investing in sports psychologists right now. I got a few calls Beautiful. last week. They're hiring more. They want to support how you react during stress, which includes failing, right? That when mm-hmm. you shut down, when you get paralyzed, when you freeze which is a lot of what the work I do with clients, right? What's happening under stress to you. And it's, I just want to normalize that, that it's normal to, to both want to push yourself this level of extreme, and then also to shut down when you don't reach it. And my goal is to help clients get out of that paradigm because right, becoming the best version of you or figuring out what that is, or even having the messaging and communication to yourself, being from love and desire rather than from a thought of not enough or not worthiness right so that's something exactly. that we can do with our clients but i'm glad you pointed that out because what could be a strength in one arena then can harm us when we try exactly. and get in a relationship
1: or, or go to our daily job yeah exactly because as you mentioned like in sports and you know when you are fighting for life or death this is not you know you have to be perfect that's life it's life on the in whatever it is so if for example uh you know in a marathon or spartan by the way there's a lot of um and you know sports in the realm of addiction which i will talk soon but if you talk about you know like competing something that you compete for 10 all of your life and this is the time or in you know fighting for life or death unfortunately you know the one thing that is not perfect and really you know and everything so it's the practice before you know and and coming from understanding and like you said awareness awareness is everything awareness is even like you know reading body uh, body facial and uh, uh, facial expression and body language that's all awareness i am listening not only with my ears but i'm you know reading faces and that's the communication but just you know this is the umbrella for what i do it's all about communication Because when I started with baby sign language and helping parents how to interact, I still do it. I have uh, new parents in my studio and I teach them how to really have great communication, which is beyond the ABC and beyond the diaper change and beyond. And I'm sure you know that in your work, it's healthy communication from day one. It's really helping a baby to be understood before they can even talk because, you know, how... A child, how a baby communicates before they have words, they cry. That's it. That's what they do. You know, this is nature. Everyone cries. It doesn't matter where in the world, baby born, they're crying. And in a way, we grow to learn that crying, whining, complaining, victimhood is going to get us what we want and what we need. You know, that's what we learn in childhood. And it's no one's blame. It's no one's fault. It's because we don't really give the tools to babies to express themselves. So it's crying, it's pointing, and even in toddlerhoods, you know, uh, I'm sure you remember your kids, when they're next to the pantry and they want something, they don't even know what they want. They point and they're like this, no, this, no, and I don't even know because we didn't give them the tools in a young age to form in their brain the understanding that, oh, I want the cookies or I want the fishes or I want not milk. You're just crying and hoping that the guessing game somebody is going to give it to them same thing with adults richard you know i'm asking my clients in every session like so what do you really want from this session it's important for me that they will leave the door or the zoom you know with a clear understanding that what do you really want and it's all, all most mostly it's like uh in the beginning and then i know that i'm going to ask it it's like um what do i really want
0: takes right? practice right to even ask yourself or even really give yourself the permission to ask there's so many
1: layers right you know and and then it's like you know when you ask any professional like what do you want you know as a writer what do you want you know as uh, i'm sure you know the people that you work on sports like what do you really want it's not the success that we want success is only you know the big umbrella you know when we really break it down to what do we want because everybody wants success then you know it's really higher self-esteem for me a baby who cannot talk, let's say around eight months old, and they can tell the parents, I want the ball. This is the sign for ball, by the way. Or I want mommy, or I want music. For me, it's amazing success, not as babyhood, but later in life. These babies, I see them grow and they really articulate. They know what they want. As, you know, as they grow. So there is no toddler, you know, this um, terrible twos and, you know, throwing themselves on the floor and they grow to be young adults, to really understand and communicate what they want. Of course, I can tell you about my daughter. She's 18. She's an amazing communicator, great articulate. She knows exactly, and she loves communicating with people that are older than her all the time. And she was great signer. And from my clients, I mean, oh, my God, my, my little babies are now older. They're teenagers.
0: So I just want to clarify for the listeners, right? Yeah. And I want to hear about the feedback you get over time from, from your students. Mm-hmm. Are your classes for everyone or are they focused for those with, you know, hearing impairment? I just want to normalize that, you know, sign language is something, you know, in college. I love, I, yeah.
1: Yeah. I love, love, love that to you. Um, that you asked it because this is kind of like people see me as like the asl for deaf um or hard of hearing absolutely not my classes are for typical parents with typical children who would like to emphasize on communication that's about it i don't only teach signing i don't even teach american sign language i just teach words that we use for communication but my two areas are transition and this is really big one even for adults you know changing transition time and anxiety separation anxiety these are the two things that i focus and i use visual communication to help with this you know these are the two things that if we really invest with children on separation anxiety and on transition we have great adults you know and that's what you mentioned you know people now with the pandemic it's transition time there is a lot of stress a lot of anxiety because nobody really taught us how to transition it's like okay preschool boom first grade first grade elementary school and it's just like okay let's plump you there i wish they would invest real classes on i'm in your environment how do i do it instead of history this, english
0: you know it was brought to my attention you know, peter levine the main author of waking the tiger and teacher and somatic experience he says transitions by them their own nature are traumatic
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean the first, the first transition of all of us, right? It's the way we got to this world. That's traumatic. I I know some people give birth in water, and uh, you know there are three, the few other, you know, ways. But that's traumatic, and it's natural. But then, what do you do with it? Right. I know I was just in Ecuador. I, I'm a traveler. I love traveling and I was just in Ecuador. And in Ecuador, the moms carry their babies on their back, actually. You know, I mean, the babies on the front and then with their older like toddlers on the back. And that's how they walk with the babies, like the transition. And when the, when the child wants, they kind of like goes down, they play with the friends and they go, oops, on the back of their mom. So, you know, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful to see it with just. Na- natural places when the western world is not impacting so much that transition or anxiety anxiety separation is kind of like slower it's easier when we in western world is like okay here preschool here you know do it do it yourself which are you know some things are i forget what movie it
0: was of. you know where they me. were saying like we don't believe in the stroller because you no know, we're to push our children away <laughs> <laughs> we want to bring the children closer to us, you know, but there's something to that, right? The closeness, the messaging of warmth, of safety, of trust.
1: Exactly. And, you know, it is about trust because when I trust that the people around me will understand me, this is when I build self-confidence. This is when I build, oh, I understood and I'm sure you know, I mean, from my work, the one obstacle of everyone is I'm not understood. You know, who doesn't understand me? The people that are close to me the most, right? Because understood, we understood,
0: heard, heard, validated, seen, right? Some level of do they see what connection. I'm experiencing? Right.
1: Exactly. Connection? Right. This, deep connection like that you know and it's usually oh you understand me and then you know they come to the sofa you know they kind of like share but that's that's really it's that's what it's all about it's like the embedded thing the need to be seen, like you said, to, oh, look at the eyes and be seen. And that's another thing that I do with parents is really, um, I mean, this world, I mean, everything is through our phone, right? Uh, even and myself as well, you know, when my daughter is in second floor, I, I text her sometimes, Right, but it's important when when you do. I mean, I do. I mean, we all it's do. It's a lot.
0: I'm just laughing because it's it's a lot healthier than like you know we got in the pandemic like shouting through the ceiling. You know, I'm like this. It's it looks like madness. We're all doing it, and I'm like, who can hear you? You know, like nobody understands each other. You're just here, so texting.
1: But yeah, but this is good when it's like come to dinner. Where are you? But some parents texted their children when there's really deep things inside. See where I'm going with it? Because then it's like when you do, and not only parents, but couples, how many couples really text about relationship and not sit and look at the eyes and talk, especially in the dating of this world, right? So we become more of like, you know, Textures and words rather than looking at the eyes. So, for me, visual communication is super important. Even if if people are close, you know, here we go, we are on Zoom, we can look at each other's eyes, you know, like take this amazing technology and put it to our benefit. People don't look in the eyes, and you know, the soul is, you know, is where the eyes, this is where we see. Right. So the ability from a very young age to articulate myself and read facial you know, expression and look at the eyes and communicate without being afraid. Because what happened to this generation, I mean, you have teens, right? Yeah, we both have teens. Yeah. They rather text than talk. It's unbelievable. Why? Because this is the brain. This is how the brain kind of like grows. And for me, visual communication, look at each other's eyes is really, really important. So that's my work with, you know, Sunshine. This is the first book that I came with, which is You Are My Sunshine. It's all the beginning of how to visually communicate with each other. And that's what I do with my, you know, in my studio and many, many private clients and uh, lots of profile clients that are investing in their children. This is really not a class for everyone. You know, this is not a music class. This is really for people who understand the benefits of communicating in a very young age. Will you help
0: families with with hearing impairment or?
1: So usually I do. I do have a array of interpreters and teachers. I am not fluent in ASL. Which is everybody thinks that I'm fluent. When I started, I had uh, Zoe and I went to UCLA to take a class, Richard. And all they did is all the communication was about adults. Hello, where do you live? So I work in and I came home and I couldn't really practice it with Zoe because this is where the idea started. So I hired a preschool teacher and she came and she was deaf. She came twice to my home and we practiced only babyhood. That's how I learned ASL. And then I took little classes in here, but I do have interpreters and I have teachers who specializes in homes of the deaf. And I have a lot of special needs children, especially children with autism, because their first thing is social cues. They can read social cues and Mm -hmm. everything about sign language is helping them to read social cues. So this is becoming more and
0: more. I mean, I don't know what statistics are, but more and more cases are being diagnosed and recognized right Right. a lot of my adult clients come in they say oh you know I probably would have been diagnosed had they had the testing Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's valuable right teaching children to to regulate emotionally because they can recognize more cues and
1: and be responsive yeah and also you know can you imagine being born and not be able to read social cues so you don't know if the person in front you don't even know if it's sad or happy or you know you you just don't know and it you can recognize that that's big and by sign language then when we teach it again and again uh these children are kind of like blooming and i'm and i had a mom she wrote to me she said oh my god he said i love you mommy for the first time seven years old seven years old magic right so it can happen and it depends, you know, where you put some, it's amazing how some parents will invest thousands of dollars in the best stroller. I'm just saying the stroller, but not in communication. And also, it's also adults. They will invest thousands of dollars in the new shoes and the purse, but not in communication. And then they, you know, dating, which is the hardest thing now is how do I date? Okay. Let's, let's see. How do I date myself first? Right. How do I date myself? Good
0: point. Yes. Good plug for therapy as well.
1: exactly you know truly like you know how what is the conversation that i tell myself what do i tell myself in the morning how do i you know look at the world so but it's like you know with the books we're going to talk so then came the where is water where is water is series of five books for children and i just started with it it's a cute story about a little fishy that was swimming in the water and asking his parents lots of questions was curious by the way curiosity for me is uh, an amazing skill because if you're curious about life you're wow. learning you're growing you're connecting if you're curious about other people who're growing you're connecting you know yeah, it's and the like, world
0: is safe right yeah the world exactly. is full of possibilities
1: yeah oh, just be curious so this little fishy who was really curious asked his parents a lot of things and one day he finally dared to ask the question so during dinner i said mommy daddy where is water and his parents looked at each other like they really didn't know, right? So each one of them made excuses, like, you know, I need to wash the dishes. Do. And they told him, Tomorrow you go to the teacher. She will tell you. He goes, The teacher, the teacher, teacher, where's water? She's like, Oh, I know the answer, but it's better you're going to ask the librarian. She will have the books to explain. So this is how this little fishy goes from the librarian to, you know, the school principal to the head of the city. And nobody wants to tell him, nobody actually goes, where is water. And I'm not going to spoil the end, but something happened in the end. Uh, and you, you know, he finds the answer. But this is exactly, you know, the book for me to teach children where is God. You now, I really believe in a higher power, something that is greater than us. Call it God, call it higher power, ocean, universe, divine. Um, do you have any other names of people call this entity? The we infinite,
0: the creator, right?
1: Right. Yes. No. no, and and all its
0: manifestations, we... right? Abundance.
1: Exactly. And each has his own belief. When I grew up, I grew up in Israel, Jerusalem. I had the gods with a bird in the sky and I had to do things for God. Like literally, I didn't know what it is it really to have faith in something that loves me unconditionally. This is where we're tying everything together, which are because this is where love starts when I know that there is this thing that loves me unconditionally and it doesn't matter if I fast or if I confessed or if whatever I did, he really loves me. This is when self-love starts, right? And this is goes into my book where I wrote seven years and I didn't dare to take out of the drawer, but I wrote it for seven years called "Addicted to you. And this brought my entire new career, which I love. And I tied with communication, uh, and it's all about addiction. And it's not necessarily about people with an addiction, but it's people who are next to addicts because addiction is a family disease. It's not a one person thing.
0: Yeah, know. they say, right. If there's an alcoholic who's holding the cup. Yeah. Right. You know, like we, we create the environments, right? We become part of toxic relationships or dynamics, right? Learning about what what is it about us or what how did we participate in exactly. the dynamic?
1: Exactly. <laughs> And you will love it because there is a whole new realm now of treating people with addiction with sports. It's amazing. It's the new thing right now. It's the new buzzword, trading addiction with sport. Yeah. And I know myself because, you know, I'm doing my PhD. I'm actually teaching psychology of communication, psychology of addiction at the university. Congratulations. Thank you. It's back to what I did. And for me, it ties into self-love and understanding that there is some, even if I don't believe in myself, when I have this lousy day, nothing happens, blah, blah, blah. I still have this entity that loves me and believes in me. So it's okay to be sad, right? Sometimes we can be happy all the time, but with myself, I know that I'm loved. And the problem in this world happens when we start to put people, things, and places as our higher power. So we put our husband, our wife, our boyfriend, the date, the job, the the something as our higher power. You know, when they will love me, when they agree, when they accept me, this is when I'm going to be accepted. And that's... The pandemic—that's the real pandemic, you know. Especially with social media, when I'll have million followers, that's it. this is my higher power. This is how I view myself, you know. And my work with everyone is really having this communication with the self, communication with my higher power. It has nothing to do about what it is. It's really between you and your relationship with your divine, and knowing that you're safe. You are safe no matter what. You are love no matter what. And then what you bring to the world. This is something with self-esteem and no longer if then, like this condition, if you love me, if I get, if I buy, if
0: whatever. Yeah, because otherwise never enough. It's feeding an infinite lack, you know, there's never enough responses on the dating apps, Mm -hmm. you know, always waiting for like yeah the lotto to fall in your lap oh right
1: <laughs> yes yes and it's really interesting you said a lot of art but you know you ask the person okay fill in the lottery which people don't really do but how much do you like If you ask any person like so how much do you want to earn like how much do you want to make in the lottery and they're like uh, million million will get you nowhere not even another <laughs> apartment in la like like they don't even know so knowing is the beginning of i love this story it's about addiction imagine this a route that you take every day, let's say you're walking the dog and you go this route or you go to your car or from the car to your workspace. And you, you know, you're used to this route. And one day you see like an old lady there. She looks at you and she's giving you $200. And you're like, no, thank you. And she's like, no, this is for you. I'm like, I don't want it. And I'm like, please, this is for you. She gives you $200. I'm like, okay, thank you. The next day you go to the same route, you know, and she gives you $200. And you're like, no, and she's like, this is for you. This is the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day. Now, what happens in the sixth day? You know what's going to happen there. The old lady is going to be there with the $200, right? Oh, now, now, it's not, <laughs> now, this is the interesting thing. Exactly. Now, it's the excitement. It's not even about the money. It's like looking for the old lady sitting there, giving in the money. Ninth day, 10th day, You on the 11th day, you don't even doubt yourself. You know she's going to be there. And guess what? all of a sudden she's not there and you start to get worried i mean where is she the next day you go and all the all night you're thinking about one thing is she going to be there or she's not going to be there is she going to be there and she's not going to be there and this is exactly what addiction is you know the addiction is really about the adrenaline that pumping because getting the 200 is something about wow i got something it's the adrenaline that is pumping is am i going to get it or not now And it's the same thing with relationship. When I see it, you know, with people that are like, is he going to text me or is not going to text me? Am I going to go on a date? I'm not going to go on a date. It's the same adrenaline. Now we have two choices. Even if the lady is not going to be there, then I know this is, that's it. This is completed. But because some days the ladies are there and, and I didn't you know and then she's not there and then she's coming there, then it's like this thing, this is a mind game all of a sudden. It has nothing to do with the money. The person, even if she would be there and give ten dollars, the person will have the same adrenaline Richard because it's the mind game of she's there or not. What am I going to do? And many people are kind of like having this um, anxiety to even say, okay, I'm gonna find a different route. Because now they're excited about this game. She's going to, and am I worth it to be there or not? It has nothing to do with the lady. It's like, am I worth it? Am I, she's thinking about me now? (gasps) Yeah, she's thinking about me. She's waiting for me. And that's exactly now, Exact what is addiction. Addiction is to get this high, this adrenaline of something that you want to almost replicate first time. Because the first time was the most beautiful, it was a surprise. And now I'm getting really addicted. I'm getting independent of something that is outside of me. And that's what's going to dictate if I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have an absolutely lousy day. And this is where the obsession starts. She's going to be there. It's not going to be there. And I'm sure you heard it before with people who are having obsession about something, right? It's like usually about dating and relationship and that's the obsession and the worry. What's going to, have they're going to be there for me. Listen to me, be there, not be there.
0: Yeah. I mean, oftentimes that experience, like you said, that dopamine rush, that chemical rush of feeling like you're worthy or that you're yes. lovable and we keep chasing it sometimes that can be really intoxicating and we stop listening it to other nonverbal. right they're not really paying attention or value like we we (laughs) settle
1: yeah yeah and it's exactly like you know with the relationship because you know if the person is sometimes calling you sometimes not calling you not calling you three days then texting you so most i'm not saying all but most are not going to give up they're like Yeah, but, and make the excuses, right? Oh, maybe he needs his time. Maybe she's busy, the maybes. Oh, maybe the old lady had some, you know, doctor appointment, whatever it is. We we start making excuses, people, and we start diminishing the love to ourselves. Because true love is going to be, oh, that doesn't feel good, right? How do I value myself? This doesn't feel good. I don't even do it for the money, but that doesn't, it doesn't feel good to me. So I'm going to stop the cycle which this is how I help people, you know, in their work, you know, like what is the cycle, how I da- value myself, and how do I communicate myself and with others, right? And put boundaries because I can come to the lady and say, no, Lily, I love seeing you here or whatever it is. I can come to the date or, you know, but this is my boundary. Boundary I never put to the other person. Boundary I put to myself.
0: That's know? it, right. Looking at the internal processes that we have to set, right? When we change ourselves when we start to ask for more respect or stop, chasing people uh, right or relationships or letting ourselves if somebody doesn't respond in the way we need that we stop waiting around sometimes right right, if you put yourself out there and someone is not making the effort in business or in life there's time to remove yourself and show that self-respect so creating this dialogue internally that you don't have to just wait and it's right through the phones you mentioned the devices the message on the app it's designed to create Right. I'm just waiting to get yeah. right, when am I gonna get the same response?
1: Exactly, yeah, exactly. And you said something really like a key. It's like the change because we don't know I can never change anyone. You know, this entire book and it's on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and Target, well everywhere. It's really about how I cannot change anyone. You know, even if I help them, nobody can help anyone until they ask for help. You no, know, I tried for a long time to change somebody in my life and he's dear to me and I couldn't, I just couldn't. So I'm going to leave with, you know, there is a lot of anecdotes and how to, but also story, by the way, the story of the Israeli intelligence is there. Okay. If anybody wants to know behind, you know, what is it to be a commander in the Israeli intelligence uh, during World War. You know, now I kind of like tell you how how old I am. But during Gulf War, during a war, which is really life and death of what you do, you know, it's in the book. Uh, Also, you know, how is it to be married to someone who has an addiction? And what do you do with it? Because you really want to help them. And one day you realize that you can't because you cannot change anyone else, only ourselves. Right. So I'm going to leave you with my favorite quote that I wrote from the book, which is, um, Put down the magnifying glass and pick up the mirror. I'm going to put it, I'm going to say it again. Put down the magnifying glass and pick up the mirror. The minute that we're going to stop looking at everybody and really look at ourselves inside, this is when the miracle starts to happen because it's the illusion that i'm on myself
0: and just maybe for all our listeners just to humanize you know as strong as you are all your accomplishments tv hosting thank you like you said yes right like this is exactly what you know people need to hear right now and be looking at their communication and, gonna, yeah. God willing, have that PhD sooner than later. Yeah, uh- <laughs>
1: excited. and I'm just going to put there, yeah. you know, my name is Ette Light. So my website is EtteLight.com. I also have SignShine.com. My books are, as I said, on Amazon. And if any of the listeners feel that that's it, I'm done trying changing other people. I really want to invest in myself and how I communicate with others. So my life is going to shine. And I want to start it now. So please, you know, it's very easy. It's love at etelite.com, E-T-E-L-L-E-I-T.com. Shoot me an email. We can have 15 minutes, 20 minutes of free conversation just to see where you are in your life. And this is my passion, as you can tell. I don't do things on a board. I'm passionate about helping people. And we can work on it together.
0: Would you have gotten to this level of understanding had you not gone through it yourself? Had you not
1: been challenged yourself? Oh, absolutely. And I think I, I think I made it clear. Absolutely. I was on the lowest of the low. I had to collect quarters at home to buy milk at one point. I was 94 pounds at one point. And I actually wanted to die. I had a near-death experience, which that's how I started the book. So if you want to know how is it, I actually died and they revived me. I gave up on life. I did give up on life. It was September, 2012. Uh, I had two young kids and actually my divine told me, come back to them. And that's what I did. I didn't want to be here anymore. And here I am. So if you are in the lowest place, wherever you are, know that there is another way to do it. I've been there. I know how it feels. It's not a magic, not in one day. I didn't take any pill. I just slowly, slowly found this deep love to myself. So thank you for asking.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing. I just want to normalize that for any of our listeners that, you know, like they may, they hear the PhD, they hear us talking about media and success and, and they think, you know, sometimes a story in our heads tells us, I won't get there. I'm so far from there. But the truth, the beauty of whatever your experience right now, whatever your transition and the trauma of the last two years has been. And I want to validate that it's almost universal. It's almost impossible to be withdrawn from human experience or be thinking about an external threat that we didn't prepare for and not to be going through some sort of transition. So we share these stories so that you will see that wherever you're at rock bottom, there's answers there. There's secrets about Even how much you've cared for others who have been dysfunctional, that are beauty Mm -hmm. about your gifts, about your passion. Mm -hmm. And we want them to come out in a way that serves you. You know, it's not about cutting yourself off from feeling or caring. It's it's really true acknowledgement.
1: Exactly. Because without this rock bottom, you don't really acknowledge like, what is it that I want to change? And it's really important, like you said, to acknowledge what you're feeling. It's nothing like, oh, don't, f-. that's what, you know, they do. a big, don't feel sad. It's not okay. It's absolutely okay. But let's see what we're doing with it.
0: Well, that was a tremendous honor to have Etel Light, owner of Shine, and the author of three books, including a five book series and advocating for getting unaddicted to toxic relationships and getting deeper within yourself and loving yourself as well as learning nonverbal communication and sign language from a young age to learn to teach our youngest members of society children to learn in our earliest relationships how to develop lasting safe bonds. Thank you everyone, all my listeners, all the community, please pick up pre-order my book, releasing April 4th on Amazon.com, The Zero Method, Awaken the Hero Within. Uh for Etel's books, if you're interested in learning more, as she mentioned, Her webpage, dot com or SignShine.com, S-I-G-N-S-H-I-N-E. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please, if you can, check out my Patreon page, Patreon.com slash Listens or Instagram, Listens. Hey, you get the theme. We appreciate all your support and interest. We're now up on iTunes, Spotify. If you're interested in therapy, teletherapy, any kind of consultation, please don't hesitate to reach out to me through my website, richardlissons.com. I'm happy to help and support in any way through any kind of strain, support, or isolation you are going through. We are here to alleviate strain and suffering. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Richard Listens, and I'm out.